Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. I'm your host here, Brandon. And I am joined with, yet again, um, uh, Nathan, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. We're back. We're back in the saddle. Uh, we also have Walker here. How are you? Could you call me Mr. Walker? Yes, Mr. Walker here. Mr. We have, um, Walker. We have Mr. Walker. It's more professional. Yes, Mr. Walker here. This is um, a very professional setting. Yes, in the middle of my office bedroom thing with things everywhere. Yeah, uh, welcome back to the podcast, folks. Uh, Do the you last have an podcast. What? Do you what? have an eyeball fetish? Like, look at the wall there. No, it's just, oh. they're, it's, they're all pictures of they're eyes. Just, they're just Yo, cool. that eyeball on the top right, though. Don't say it's, the, bu- don't say it's bussin'. No, no, the, it's no, no, look at the wall. <laughs> the, the, the top right one, that's a cool eyeball. The one on the top right? He's a little retarded. What's it looking at? For those of you who can't what see, that's it, a moon. What, yeah. is it, what is it looking um, at? So yeah, welcome does it back. See? Uh, if you caught Why the last it episode, it was just me being lonely or something. It was just a little fifteen-minute uh, spiel about stupid bullshit. But we're back with the co-hosts, and uh, we are going to dive into our alcohol review. Cool. So today, what I have is uh, from my what I'm claiming now is my home state of Texas, Deep Eddy uh, flavored vodka. So it's I have lime and lemon here today. Only have lemon because I didn't get to finish it last night, but. Uh, my favorite, honestly, is the the lime. We're gonna mix it with some. Well, we'll we'll take it straight first, just so you guys. Can... You wanna pour so, me a glass as well, Hayes? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Which one do you want? Do you want the lime or the or the lemon? Whichever one. Let's go, with, let's go with the lemon first. Okay. Lemon first. Honestly, we right. we will try it with the sprite. It's very good with the sprite. Just enough for him to. Uh, yeah. No, get I a personally taste of that. like the lemon. Thank you, my dear more. sir. Thank you, my dear sir. Um, yes, yes. I personally like it more. Now, but, it's not um, definitely something that I want to drink by itself, but it adds a nice flavor to other things that I put it in. It smells of uh, margarita. Hmm. Well, it's just because it's citrus and white liquor. That's all. It's like a hard lemmy. It's pretty it's smooth. Just, it's just a hard lemmy. Very it, citrusy. It's smooth, super citrusy. Like, that's like they just... They squeeze thousands of, of limes, and that's actually really nice. Um, well, this is that you got the lemon. One. Sorry, lemon. That's like they squeeze thousands of lemons so in that one. Shoot that, um, and then we'll move on to the lime. He gave you way too much, but I'm curious. <laughs> and this is forty yeah, percent. My yes. fault. Yeah, or it's 35 percent, but that's not a huge difference. Oh, very dangerous. Yes. Here, give me your. Uh, Quite nice. Just a bit of a swig, my friend. Thank you. Just a little bit. There and then again, goes. trying it with the Sprite is there she goes. very All right. nice. So this is the lime, yes? Yep. Yep. And it's not super complicated. It's basically good in the way that vodka should be good, isn't it? Yep. Inoffensive. Yeah. Lime is a bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like lime is more sour, and I like it. And it goes good when, of course, you mix it with things, because it's so strong on the citrus that when you put it in sodas, it doesn't go away. Hayes doesn't like it though. No, no, I do like it. It's just I, I prefer I prefer that the lemon. lemon. I like the lemon. 
I, you like I, the lemon? I, I yeah. give you the lemon. What's wrong with the lime? Nothing's wrong with the lime. I just you like... No, it's just sour. That's I, I just think, um... I mean, uh, you know, it's really Here, just we'll a, just preference. Actually, I'm gonna give him some lime, and we'll give him some sprite, and ask him how he feels about that. And this will be sprite and the lime uh, cocktail, essentially. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about it other than it's good, very citrusy, and it really the citrus, in my opinion. Citrus in general just cuts out the alcohol flavor. Like you can no, hide yeah, alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does not taste of alcohol. It tastes of something else. Like it, you don't necessarily would associate. You wouldn't associate that with alcohol. It doesn't have the alcohol classic vodka burn. You know. Mm-hmm. And when I say al- like vodka burn, I mean it's like probably not as sour. As I mean you like think it is. A I lot mean of that like sour is probably just you confusing it. With I mean like I when I say alcohol burn, I mean like with vodka is like you know like your twenty dollar bottle I'm of bored. fucking smeared off. Mouthwash. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. How'd you come to find this uh, brand, by the way? Yeah, that's... Um... It's inside stores that I go to, and then I saw it, and I was like, <laughs> wow, it's from Texas. It's flavored vodka. It's cheap. Maybe I'll pick it up and try it. Oh, that is really good with the Sprite. That's yeah. nice. The, the lime. That's really good. Quite dangerous. Mm. I like that. Yeah, I can see going through a whole two liter... I can and a maybe whole two have liter, done that. This, a whole two liter this, and 750 this, mils of vodka. This is what the drunk walker experience tastes like. <laughs> yeah. Coming out with a purple, bluish hue glass, Coke glass. It's limited this. edition from Germany. You can't get those. No, no, no. You no, cannot yeah, yeah, yeah. buy them. No, I'm just explaining to the listeners what it is to If you, you in 2019 went to McDonald's and ordered a uh, any, any kind of medium meal, I think it was, but only in Germany, you could get a limited edition Coke glass, and I have three of them, and that's it. Hmm. I used to have four, but it broke. One of them. Broke. Oh shit! Mm. Tragic. And moment of silence for that broken glass. All right, amen. Uh, remarks complete. Remarks complete. <laughs> remarks complete. <laughs> um, so, you know, diving in, we're kind of sticking with current events. Um, because you know it's kind of it's kind of dire, right? We're kind of fighting a little war here, uh, kind of you know the war of uh, stupidity um, and just illogicalness, uh, if, if you will. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, because uh, it's it's impressive to me the how there's no end to the shilling that goes out for Biden. <laughs> like, there's no end. Um, seeing a lot of posts of like you know. The president doesn't control the gas prices. And yeah, I guess you're right. Like he can't just say it's going to be five dollars this month. The next month is going to six. But his policies alone uh, have a very, very, very drastic impact on the the world market. Not wanting more exploration of oil or um, disallowing fracking is going to cause the um, the price of gasoline to go up. Yeah, that has no effect on the gas prices whatsoever. It's uh, greedy corporations, great, greedy big oil. That is, well, right uh, now they're blaming it on Russia. Uh, right so now it's the on prices, Russia. The prices of oil and gasoline in general well, have been no, I mean, up for a while. No, but right you, now they're just going to blame everything on this I mean, current you, situation. Even if you go back in time and you see the when gas prices were starting to increase, it was always, you know, it was always big oil. It's always big oil. And, and the reason why, you right. know, grocery prices are increasing is because of you know big grocery like it's it's never because of the policies that they put in place there is no accountability 
and Nancy Pelosi can insider trade all she wants and she doesn't go to jail for it. It's blatantly obvious what she's what they're doing. And, you know, it rules for thee and not for me. It's uh, it's it's pretty much cut and dry there. But, you know, a lot of the shit that's going around right now on social media is just buy an electric car and you won't have to pay for gas. Oh, yeah. OK, go sixty thousand dollars in debt with a middle and, you know, a middle and, class American. And of course, destroy the environment just a little bit faster, Yeah, a little bit faster. Uh, sixty thousand dollars in the in the tank. Hilariously enough already. Um, and you know, there, there you are, there you are with your $60,000 of debt on a minute. And it's going to take you Uh, 25, at least 40 years to pay off that with gas. We have a serious, uh, ethical dilemma here. Maybe both of you can help me on one hand. I'm supposed to say, um, fuck Russia and I will take the higher gas premiums, right? Over, you know, like that's, that's for my conscience to be clear. Like I I am not going to ironically Russian gas, right? but. But then on the other hand, I'm supposed to give a shit about the environment. So, which is it? Am I paying for gas or not? Am I paying for more of it from anywhere else, like Venezuela? Or Mm -hmm. what's going on? Which one am I supposed to care about the most? What's what's the current thing? Here's the issue. What's the current thing? So, Especially with getting electric cars, here's here's the biggest issue. Where do you think electricity comes from? Right. Uh, The majority of electricity in most countries, and the reason why the... Um, them not getting natural gas because when they say the gas pipeline they're not talking about gasoline from russia they're getting natural natural gas gas from russia is explain what that is real quick natural gas is a hydrocarbon in a gaseous form which is used to uh, basically you burn things if you've had a gas stove you burn it right so natural gas that's what it is it is found in oil deposits um and then i think i don't think it requires any refining at all you just basically pump that gas out they used to burn it and that's why you see like the yeah. old oil towers mm-hmm. with the mm. it's either natural gas or methane so yeah so it's essentially just a hydrocarbon in a gaseous form which you pump into areas and then it's um it's burnable so a large amount of heat and power and electricity generation in countries that don't rely heavily on nuclear power, like Ukraine uh, relies heavily on nuclear power with the Chernobyl reactors, which were still active. And Based. the, um, I forget, it's some city that starts with a Z that the Russians just like basically have ins- uh, encircled and sieged the uh, reactors. Forget it, but they, they also... Zoinks? Essentially, they've relied heavily on... A nuclear, but a lot of countries don't, especially so Germany. And I have seen their nuclear reactors before they went offline. Um, so they decide to shut those down. Now, what do you make electricity out of? You have to, you have a few options, of course. You know, you have wind, solar, they don't always work. And if they do work, sometimes it's hard to control how much electricity you make. So a huge amount of electricity is actually still produced through coal or natural gas. Um, basically, you burn natural gas to make steam and mm-hmm. spin turbines. Mm. Yep. Okay, and so the cost of electricity is also going to go up as the cost of oil does. Mm-hmm. Yep, I say especially in Europe. The so that's why we that's why when we're we're talking about you know cutting off Russian energy and energy at large, not only is talking about electricity, it is talking about any form of substance or material that we get energy from, i.e., natural gas, oil, gasoline, diesel. Those are all considered energy right those and the umbrella term of you know oh the energy market right and well, you know there's still like you know you can get a hard measurement of how many kilowatt hours come out of uh, gasoline or how many kil- uh, calories and energy however you want to measure energy electricity and gasoline can be measured in the same units yeah it's more or less um you know, there's a video circling on Facebook, you know, surprising videos on Facebook, right? But there's videos of Teslas 
uh, queuing in droves at their Tesla charging stations. Mm -hmm. What is that indicative of? Drone strike the convoy. <laughs> no, so. no, it's indicative of a infrastructure that is not, not enough to able support all the customers. So to support customers. one of the issues is like it's so gasoline is very energy dense and you can look like up the uh, the calorie levels in gasoline and it's like some stupid amount like millions of calories mm -hmm. in a gallon or something like that. Yeah. And since units of energy are relatively easily transferable, you can put like gasoline is so energy dense it is way faster for me to put 19 gallons yep. of gasoline into my charger than it is for me to sit at 200 mm. 220 okay. volts yeah. sit there and put the same amount of energy density into a car so that brings me to another point right so the infrastructure that is already in place and don't get me wrong there's quite a bit of infrastructure but it's for a smaller group right right um not to mention typically the tesla charging stations the supercharging stations take up a larger footprint to service a equivalent amount to get the same throughput as a gas station, right? So, whereas a gas station, you take maybe I would say that that's not even um, that's not a major issue in the United States. I don't think the footprint. Uh, I'm mostly looking at like major cities like Los Angeles, I New mean, York, and stuff like that, where real estate is at a premium. Other maybe. other places, other places across the United States, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And then but at these, that point, but if liberal, you look in liberal, New York City, how many people actually own a car? And how many people ride the metro? Correct. And also another another reason of you know where are we putting our focus here? Do we want electric cars or do we want to improve public transportation? It's, Who knows? I think if you look outside of like the major metropolises in the United States, which is honestly the yeah. majority of the area in the United States, uh, and the reason why American cities are so spaced out compared to European ones is that there's so much land. So I don't know necessarily if the um, the footprint of these things is a good argument against So them. I'm saying because where you're typically seeing these vehicles are large population densities where the cost of living is up so likelihood being that those people who are having to afford that cost of living probably also have teslas so you look at teslas they're probably in new york or los angeles san diego where real estate is at a premium seattle too um and you know you'll require a little bit larger area to get the same throughput per customer so like unit so customer per unit time as a gas station right because you have to sit at the charging station for 20 30 minutes to get a full charge and then you can leave meaning that overall people are taking longer at these charging stations hence that video with the massive queue of teslas waiting to charge now my biggest issue isn't about the infrastructure i, I that's just a little point that i want to draw to it mm -hmm. My biggest issue is these people who are claiming to, and I'm not talking about like when I say these people, I'm talking about Stephen Colbert, who you know, you know, blah 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 blah. I don't have to, you know, I I'll pay fifteen dollars for gas, uh, because I drive a Tesla. Yeah, I don't care about you. Super tone uh, deaf, I don't, I don't right? To, yeah, you know the yeah. the laughing, yeah. the, the applause and laughter sign was flashing really violently <laughs> at that time, right? Um. But these these people, I'm talking about like, you know, the wealthier people in the United States who don't have this as an issue, mm -hmm. um, who have electric vehicles already like, oh, you know, just buy an electric car. Yeah, just, just, just buy the more expensive Your vehicle. solution to paying this amount of money right now is to pay more money for the vehicle. Significantly more money now. 
um, and then all your woes would be, you know, satiated. Instead nope. of paying, instead of paying like a hundred dollars a month on gas, now you'll be paying four hundred or five hundred dollars for a car payment. Isn't it? Isn't it great? So isn't I, it awesome? I do think yeah. that for the the common consumer in America, it is actually probably a good idea at some point within the next decade to switch to an electric car. I don't disagree. Now, it depends on how economically viable it is. My opinion on this is if it's economically viable, it should exist, electric cars. Um, and when it comes down to it right now, it is a very hard selling point to tell a blue-collar American or someone who maybe doesn't make all that much money working class to go out and buy. Because you can look at like the Tesla models, right? And there's not really a lot of competition right now for electric vehicles. And I think that's another mm. issue. Mm. They're, they're, start, they're starting to, to be there is yeah. starting to be but there's not so much like in america uh, a pure electric vehicle you immediately and think tesla I and think that's because the, that's what has the most availability like, just, but, just to uh, quickly intercede real quick okay. i think one of the problems is there's no electric pickup i think that's a missing part i mean of if the, the cyber truck comes out so but, right right so, so that's me, not true the ford lightning's a thing can i uh, let me get back onto the point that i'm making is that i think for a lot of people it would make sense from a purely economic standpoint, because eventually we will run out of hydrocarbons within the next one or two decades, uh, maybe not so much. But at a certain point, the ability to make electricity cheaper than it is to make gasoline would mean that it's a good idea to get into electric. There's a lot of issues with electric cars, like uh, energy density with lithium batteries and the fact that when those batteries go bad, it's super expensive to replace a Tesla's battery pack. Mm -hmm. And you... To like buy a mid-range car, you basically add like ten to twenty thousand dollars extra on top of like if you had a thirty thousand dollar car, that's a normal car. If it's electric, you're going to be paying forty or fifty thousand dollars for mm -hmm. it, just for the technology involved in mm -hmm. making said electric. And vehicle. I think that part of that would go away if there was more people making it, and it was cheaper because of the economics of scale. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a, so, it would be a good idea for people to end up switching to electric. So here's something you probably already know. But uh, some people in the audience might not know. But um, the people that I used to know that work in um, government contracting and procurement, they, uh, they've been telling me that at some point, the government will be purchasing fleets of electric vehicles for like their civilian Well, especially employees. if it becomes the standard, it will yeah. become a thing, right? And, and so the thing is, the government is looking at finding, you know, they're looking at Tesla, but they're looking at Rivian and a few others, and they want to find a good sedan or truck that's electric that they can supplement their aging fleet with and say, okay. Now, those well, old Chrysler uh, Grand Caravans are, you know, they're pretty good. They are, yeah. Pretty good for fuel efficiency for a minivan. Mm -hmm. Yep. But it's newer a, cars, it does. And also, if you look at it, uh, newer homes, too, could come with a proper infrastructure. So all you really need. Oh, right, right. All you really need to charge this thing fast, or like fast enough that it, it matters, is a 220 volt or 240 volt outlet. And you have those for your washer and dryer mm -hmm. usually, or for your oven, or for your refrigerator, things that require that. In Europe, it's not so much of an issue because you're already on the 220 volt standard there. Uh, in America, we use 120 volts because it's safer, I guess. It is harder to kill yourself with 120 weird, volts. Yeah, but weird reasons that it could be safety, but, you know, yeah, 120 Whatever is reason, it, it happened to be the standard. I couldn't go into the history right now because I haven't done the research, but all it would take is another... Just tying a breaker together. 240 volt or 220 volt outlet. Super easy modification you can do on your breaker panel and you're done. You're good to go. Yeah. So there's a lot of... Which people already do. So There's like, a lot of upsides to it. Now, the thing is, depending on the price of electricity, whether or not you're actually saving money, of course, and then over the course of like 10 years if your battery runs out. 
But there are there are a lot of upsides to electronic vehicles. So looking at this, take a look at this. So you know, off the top of my head right now, vehicle manufacturers that are coming out with electric vehicles, Ford, Nissan. Uh, are we counting hybrids in this? Or we're just going exclusively electric. Electric. So exclusively so, electric. So yeah. Ford, Nissan, uh, Chevy. I think has. Oh one. yeah, Jeep said uh, they announced that they're um, going to make a fully fledged electric Jeep in the next couple of years. So yeah. So I think Tesla. You know. At the, it's definitely a household name, right? Everyone knows Teslas when they see them, and that's great. They Tesla, Elon Musk has done great, a great job. Like you know, he is far more. I, hilariously enough, he's he's doing far more for the environment than Greta Thunberg ever did, and probably ever will. I wish I could just well, the environment I mean, as much as that man. I think that right. If we're not doing anything <laughs> about China or India's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's basically CO2 emissions, yeah. and if that's if that's when you get and, into, and that's when you whether get or not to, you believe in man-made climate change versus the you, fact that just putting CO2. Now here's something no, 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 here's something mean. No, no, that's also we get into whether or not you're racist or not for saying that. Right, but I'm also this is something me and Walker would agree on, right? Because we don't we don't agree about the current thing that's happening now, but you and I would, would both agree that we would be better off just nuking India and China and letting that it just... I'm it, not going to admit to this <laughs> on an open mic. It would be better for the environment, though. Is that a request to redact so here, here's that the thing. minute If you look at mark? it, would killing off millions of humans <laughs> do more for the environment than cutting out into all the co2 production in america oh yes. that's an interesting does that mean yeah. i'm going to advocate for that <laughs> as a realistic option probably no, not. i didn't say it was realistic probably I'm just not. Saying it's, it would just be better for the environment yeah, than you know, just, war for, just murder two people for and you can purposes. cut down your carbon footprint via you know the proxy of you killing your neighbors and right. eliminating their carbon footprint Based. Do it for the environment. Do it for, your for, for tax purposes. That is incorrect. Don't do that, please. Anyway, you can Craig, write that off on your on your taxes. If you want to save um, the world, so, kill your neighbor. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Q, QCP does not endorse killing people. Write your congressman. Unless self defense. Write your congress anyway, critter. Tell so, them to. <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's dive back in. Right. So you have a bunch of you know wealthy people, people who are on a salary of twenty million dollars plus, telling you. That if you don't like paying the gas prices to just buy an electric car, and sure, some of the infrastructure is there, some mm -hmm. of it's not, right? It really depends where you live. The, depends where you live. Uh, for example, so my mother has a Tesla. She owns a Model Y, uh, mm -hmm. which is sort of the hatchback version, kind of the sub-genre sub mm -hmm. of uh, SUV, the Model X. It's a hot hatch. So she pays a, every time she goes to supercharge, mm -hmm. okay, it's eight bucks. Okay. Okay. How much range you get out of that? For full 400 miles. So I mean, 400. What is the price is of 400 miles of gasoline right now? Which that, is, that sounds pretty good. Which is yeah. seventy dollars. If it right now, if I were to fill up my tank for 450 miles, mm -hmm. it would be about seventy dollars. She's so, paying eight bucks economically for a full charge. Eight mm -hmm. bucks. Flat yeah, you out. can but afford. But then you also have to you have to put into the um, amount. How long does the battery last? And when it runs out? True. Yeah. Like so. I mean, so, how long the lifetime of the battery? And when the battery is dead completely so, and won't hold charge? So lithium lithium ion batteries have been around for quite some time. And everyone's accustomed and knowing of the fact that lithium ion cells do eventually degradate, they chemically age, mm -hmm. uh, just like your phone, right? Your phone will progressively be unable to hold a significant charge. So right, your day, right. your battery lasted for a week, brand new, right? And now you're down to five days, what three days, two days, one way. My oldest phone, iPhone six, 
Uh, actually, that was the only reason I had to replace that phone was because of the battery. Mm. It just aged too much. Wow, wouldn't it just be but, nice if you could replace but, the battery? But mm. now, mm. but now there is technology that we're using that can help mitigate that. Right? For example, the new latest iPhones have a smart battery health bullshit where they only charge your battery to the full capacity, which is the major problem with lithium batteries. They degrade faster if you charge them fully. Um, when you need it so you know there's a thing tesla has technology in there to properly and most efficiently and safely charge the batteries as well to keep their lifelong everlasting or mm. longer lasting but that still does not negate the issue of them eventually dying out and what kind of costs would that incur so so this is my thing i would get twenty four thousand dollars for a place you could get a battery pack you can get four hundred thousand miles out of a vehicle right normal maintenance right you might have to change the transmission mm -hmm. and i guarantee you in that four hundred thousand lifespan of your fucking tesla right you would have to have done more maintenance right overall as far as like just changing out batteries then then you're it would outweigh the cost of that of that gasoline car because you're saying the maintenance would be it would more. be more because mm -hmm. of just the lifelong yeah. the term of the battery to get to the same four hundred thousand mile mark it it would overall you, end have, up spending more. We, we, it would also be a good good thing to point out that um, the sort of shops that have the skill and expertise to fix your battery problems in automobiles is still a relatively rare skill and or specialization um i know there is one shop in california that has a youtube channel it was really fascinating to watch his stuff because the business owner runs the youtube channel and he explains what his business is and he explains why he's the best at it so on and so forth so it's like simultaneously it's advertisements and it's also like uh, a way to like get an edge on his competitors but it is also somewhat informative mm -hmm. because um it, it was it was eye-opening how, because I saw this maybe a few years back, but it was eye-opening to me how, uh, I wouldn't say screwed, uh, the, I want something a little less negative than that, I can't think of a better term, but there's a certain level of being caught with your pants down when you have to replace the battery as a Tesla owner, so like... There's it's almost like buying is, a new car. It is yeah, so yeah, involved. It, it, you are removing. At the, at the minimum, you're buying a third of a car. You have to remove the entire cab. You have to take out the oh, entire interior yeah. to get to the batteries. Now, it's possible that in the future, you could streamline the the process and make it easier to do. Um, which I think is part, part of the reason that... So, well, electronic vehicles have been around for well over 100 years. Um, mm -hmm. Commercially successful and viable models haven't been around for more than like the last 10 years, you know, maybe. Yeah. You know what have uh, made Stephen Colbert not nearly as hated as he is now for saying that stupid shit and all these not other shit libs? Not a faggot? Stephen Colbert? No. Um, he could have said, buy Stop a hybrid. Stop watching TV. Buy a hybrid, so which hybrids, is pretty marketly available, not nearly as expensive yeah, as a full electric vehicle. But you know why he didn't say that? Because it's not a flex. Or it's because he's I'm so not, clueless and not in tune with fellow no, humans. No, that, that's why he's that you, so, he's that out of touch that he knows it's not a flex. And of course, to say, Stephen Colbert is not no, the. I have a Tesla. Stephen Colbert is not the only guilty person here. No, there's no. plenty of other people. He's but just that's the just the example that I can know kind from of the cocksucker that says shit like that. So I think we're we're coming upon our thirty minute mark. We're gonna go take <laughs> our first break and prep the next segment. Uh, catch us back right after this break. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Quantum Consumer Podcast. Um, 
let's dive back in. Uh, I understand that you guys had some topics you actually wanted to bring for the first time ever in the history of the podcast. I mean, I've done the research before, and then you forgot to include them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I forgot, I I forgot was, you were being I a woman knew about this. He was going to say so, that. That's extremely sexist, and I think you should retract that. Um, I will not. Yes, double that's down. Fair. Double down. Double down. Never give an inch to the leftoids. Do it. Just kidding. You all know I love you. I really don't. I'm so. Uh, my apology. I am going to write up a counseling for you. Ah. Uh, for being uh, gay. I have already ejaculated four times. Can you include that in the counseling? I want to go on my permanent record. I need you to write a 500-word essay on the merits of being homosexual. <laughs> I have to go to a, a case study in San Francisco. Just go to Seattle or Portland. Yes. There's no point going yeah, all the way to California. Yeah. What the fuck That's are you... the capital. He's trying what to are just... you fucking talking about? That's the gay capital of the world. Portland? You mean Israel? San Francisco? Portland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to briefly mention the Bayraktar drone and how interesting it is to me. And so here's the thing. So normally you imagine a lot of Soviet era or Cold War era air defenses and you realize that what they're designed to shoot at is not necessarily indicative of the uh, air threats today that are available. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're, so, meant, they're meant for bombers, so mostly, right? If you know how radars work, uh, a lot of the time the radars are using something called uh, Doppler shift to determine angular velocity so that you can um, accurately track missiles. Are we t- are we in a topic where we're going more into the fucking namesake of the science aspect of this podcast no that we never hit? No fucking way. Yeah, because you always fucking complain about Biden. That's all you do. Crazy. I don't complain anyway. about Biden. You he's, did it. That was literally the that, first that, thing that, you talked about. That man is in your mouth all the fucking time. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so the way that that works is because of how the, let's say, you have something closing towards you very fast and you're emitting a known signal. Let's say 1.5 gigahertz. Not that anything uses L-band, but because um, obviously, I mean, I'm not a radar technician, but let's just say 1.5 because it's easy, right? And something's coming towards you very, very quickly when that reflection comes off because it's moving towards you you're going to get a shift in a slightly higher frequency than 1.5 let's say 1.502 or something like that and from that and also the change in azimuth you can get an angular velocity which will help you do things like lead guns missiles or any other weapons that you might want to shoot at them and so usually because these radars are very very powerful you can get positive returns off of things like birds or cars if you don't have the settings set correctly um, talking about like a Patriot radar or a clamshell, maybe I'm not necessarily sure how the Soviet ones work or which one might do which. Or if they work. But the but the same idea works in basically the Soviet or Russian-designed radars. And uh, something like the Bayraktar is moving so slow and it has such a small return because most of it is a composite material mm. And so a lot of bands of radar will mostly pass through it or do something else rather than reflecting right back to the uh, receiver set or transceiver set, technically, that um, it looks like a bird. It looks like a goose, Mm, maybe, right? And so if you have your filter setting set to the point where you don't want to see every, like, 100 fucking birds that are near you in a war zone that are constantly getting spooked and flying around. Just shoot at the birds with your sams. You might not see a Bayraktar. Kill all the birds. Kill all <laughs> the birds. Yeah, kill all Destroy the birds. Destroy the government yeah. drones. Destroy so the government birds. They contr- the thing is, you'll run out of missiles. You will run out of missiles. Uh, but make more. And so you see <laughs> a lot of a lot of Russian-designed air defense systems, like the Pantsir, and this was 
big in the Azerbaijan-Armenia conflict mm-hmm. um, recently, where you see things like the Panzer, which are designed specifically for countering drones, allegedly, getting destroyed by things like the Bayraktar. And the reason why is that it's so small, and and it's literally like the minimum size that you need to carry something capable of killing a tank. Now, how now how big is this plane? I could look it up very oh, okay, quickly. Okay. But, um, or, or sorry, actually, a better question: Do you know how many the Ukrainians are alleged to have? I don't know how many they have right now. That okay. would probably be something. I know that they do lose them occasionally, mm-hmm. um, but the fact is that they're so cheap. <laughs> Well, shit, we lost one. I ordered another one. They've fixed in five days. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like the Turks are just giving them for like, free, to be honest. Literally, the most recent <laughs> European I, I or almost European I, conflicts have just been free advertisement for um, the, whatever Turkish company makes the Bayraktar. Yeah, I think I think the Turks are probably handing them out for free and say, you can pay us later. But it's interesting and because... An IOU attached to the back. Pretty much, it, it presents yeah. It presents a problem that without something like maybe a uh, electro-optic scanner, or so an electro-optical scanner designed to look specifically for it, uh, which seems a little high-tech for the Russians, might not be able to tell the difference between, is that a bird? Is it a biractar? And even that might not work out to certain ranges. Sorry, can you spell that for me? B-A-Y-R-A-K-T-A-R, I believe. Biractar. I might be wrong, but I think it's, uh, it's a Turkish I, word. So. Truly, truly was curious. What does it mean? I have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. I don't speak Turkic. It's a gender bendy. I'm looking it up. It's a gender bendy radar. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. So I'm that's that's up. actually giving the Armenians a lot of um, strike capability, and that's the thing. It's like strike warfare, like the idea of you have a list of targets you can work your way down. Um, so it, it or it gave was it, it was the Azerbaijanis, not the Armenians. So. It gives them the ability to do like the poor man's version of strike warfare. Because the it was the Armenians who were using the drones, or was it Azerbaijan? It was Azerbaijan. The Azerbaijan. Armenians were essentially using like old Russian equipment, and they went very heavy into and fire support. From just what, as all third from world what we do. saw, the conflict they were getting their shit kicked in. They were getting their shit kicked in because in those fact, drones were super. One hundred percent lost that conflict. They no longer hold the territory that they once held. Yeah, the, and, the drones were super effective. And so now the Ukrainians are also making use of that drone. And because of it's like looking like a bird, essentially, on radar screens, because it's moving so slow and they might be filtering it out, it has been able to sneak in and attack Russian convoys. And so you will see a few videos. Now, a lot of it's propaganda, and you're going to see a lot of propaganda from the Ukrainian side that's going to try to make them look stronger than they actually are. But you can't really now that's really interesting avenue like a very interesting perspective that you're putting on is like they're using weapons i mean i'm not necessarily saying that you're saying this is new i'm i doubt it's new but weaponry is now is is kind of being used to be disguised as birds on radar well because you couldn't do that with an airplane could you so airplanes usually move too fast. Right. So Because if I see radar, something moving at Mach 1.2, right, I'm not going like, to think, mm, that might be a, a goose. It's a falcon. <laughs> but if it's flying around at 40 knots, right. it's like, be like, it's a bird. well Fil- within the range of a out. large bird. And right. if the, I don't know how big the radar returns are off of a Bayraktar, but the um, it's very small comparatively. You have some very, like, uh, essentially like a miniature Hellfire. So the Bayraktar is, a, is the drone system, not necessarily a radar system, right? Yeah, so okay. it's not a radar system. Cool. The radar systems might be like the clamshell, the big bird. Right. Um, so Bayraktar is a Turkish surname and word meaning flag bearer. Okay. 
I mean, it's like a standard military name for something. Mm -hmm. It kind of means something, but not really. Um, In a traditional sense. Wow. Oh, wow. Hmm. What's the uh, I'm on by rec- uh, the uh, What's the uh, cost of production? Well, okay. So I'm on the actual web page of the company that makes it, and they actually have this really slick web page for this particular plane, the Bayraktar TB2. Uh, basically, says uh, it can it has a maximum service ceiling of eighteen thousand feet. Can stay up in the air for twenty seven hours, and fully autonomous like landing and takeoff. Um, has some GPS. These are standard stuff. for like unmanned aerial systems oh, these days. Oh, my bad, my bad. The max altitude is twenty five thousand. The operational altitude is eighteen. That makes sense with um, with um ordnance loaded on the wings. Yeah, size. Let's see. Do, 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 do. No, hey, we don't need that. Oh, uh, here, here we go. So communications range is 300 kilometers. You can go to 70 or 120 knots. Like, you know, that's a range. And then um, you can hold 150 kilograms. Which is a significant amount considering that like a Hellfire, I think, weighs around that much. So it says one of the payloads uh, it can hold is four laser-guided smart munitions. These are essentially like a miniature version of a Hellfire. You've got a explosively formed projectile in a laser-guided missile. Maximum takeoff weight is 700 kilograms. Okay, we're interested in this size. Height, yeah, size, dimensions. Yeah, width. I'm looking. Go back up. I just saw it on your screen. It's not there. Thrust type. Oh, here it is. Yeah. All right, so its height is 2.2 meters, and its length... 12-meter wingspan. And 6.5 meters is the length of the vehicle. So it's small, but the radar returns are going to be smaller than that size because it's... So the radar cross-section. It's thin, and the composites aren't necessarily going to reflect of everything. It's like a flying Humvee. So it's small enough and slow enough that you could, con- you could confuse it with a bird. And uh, while it's a very fast bird... Uh, That's intriguing, and this is a... So... It can be used in the same way that the Reaper drones were used. You can control this from a And it can also be used as a, like, I will fly this over there and just detonate it when I get close. I believe that there's usually one that's a spotter and one that's a shooter. I'm not entirely sure, but that's what I've read online. Hmm. Um, So you have two operating in tandem. That's a very scary airplane, honestly. Uh, Yeah, so the idea, it doesn't actually add much in the way of, like, if you were to fight the United States... You might have issues with things besides the Bayraktar. Like, mm-hmm. how do I shoot down an F-16 that's flying at you know twenty-five thousand feet at, at Mach two, at, at Mach, or Mach one point six, or something like that, fuck. and dropping JDAMs? So it doesn't actually add much in the way of capabilities, except it fills a very small niche in the fact that it's so slow that it looks like a bird on radar, and that if you're filtering out the bird, which is terrifying because it's not. It's not a bird. As big it's a very as a spicy bird. bird. It's a hot bird. It's an angry bird. Yeah. But um, it the fact that the Ukrainians are getting videos of them attacking convoys, and you can see um, air defense systems getting bombed by these things, is a good testament to how like actually usable this mm-hmm. system is. Yeah. And it's it's amazing that they're actually being able to do this when all of these systems are you know kind of advertised to be able to shoot down drones. Yeah. And um, I do think it's, and then getting into, I did want to talk about the wider Ukraine conflict right now. All the memes about like the Third Reich invading Poland and how far they got in a few weeks have not aged very well because the front lines don't appear to have moved very much at this point. And um, in part, it's because the Ukrainians are giving like a much stiffer resistance than I think the Russians uh, thought that they would like a few months ago. Severely overcalculated. A few months ago, people thought, well... Ukraine, Estonia, Latvia, Finland might give NATO an extra couple days, a couple weeks. And at this point, it's been going on since February 24th. 
It's now March 19th. We're almost to a full month of the conflict, and they don't appear to have made much headway. Which is wild. It is, considering like on the which is, on paper, the, the yeah. relative strength of which, the two countries, yeah. Russia is so much ahead of Ukraine it, it, in terms is, of like on paper. So it is surprising not only to people other than Russia, but it is also surprising to the Russian government as well. And I'm gonna. Are you are you aware of any more like deals that are being made with this conflict? Is Putin, the Kremlin talking to? I know that there's been a couple talks, and I know that the talks have broken down. So there was like the first round of talks, and I think there was a second round of talks. Now I might be misremembering how I've read the news sources, and it's hard to really tell what's going on because of the fog of war. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't appear as though that there's any agreement yet, right? Because it appears as though the Ukrainians are asking for like a full withdrawal of the. The Russian forces from the separatist regions and from Crimea, and the Russians are asking for, like, never join NATO, don't join the Eurozone, don't do all this stuff that you probably want to do and might be good for you. So it's like they're both asking for too much on either side right. for any of the sides to agree to something. What uh, This is for the whole panel here. Uh, what do you think would be the a deal that could be agreed upon by both parties here? I am of the opinion that just a ceasefire and just stopping this conflict altogether is probably the likely avenue that it can go for. I don't know too much because, of course, it's very difficult for a nation, especially Russia and Ukraine, to secede any kind of territory to the other, right? So Ukraine asking for Russia to give up Crimea and, you know, you know Russia asking Ukraine to give up the separatist regions to the east, you know, can be very, you know, costly to either nation, right? So, So here's the thing is, like, I'm I'm willing to believe things uh, if they can be proven, but because of the fog of war, um, all you can really rely on is propaganda because that's the only thing that's being broadcast on a regular basis. As much information as we um, can get, and so well because of that, like the most you're going to get is combat footage that's raw. But we don't get a lot of that right now. This this war is not like the Armenian Karabakh war. Right, I know uh, about the propaganda. I'm just so, saying, like, well, a lot what, of that was propaganda kind of, footage anyway. No, no, no. Like, but it, that propaganda footage was mostly just so, drone strike footage. So, right. The, the thing is that or GoPro footage that was just sent onto Facebook. So I'm but, I'm, I'm more or less so, asking. So, so to your question, right? Right. Because that's the current situation uh, climate we're in. I'm kind of still skeptical that the Russians aren't maintaining their objectives or achieving them. I don't see how well, the Ukrainian... It, to me, if I'm a Ukrainian soldier, I would just basically assume I'm going to die, I'm going to fight until I'm dead, but we're going to die. So Th- This is not a winnable Right now, fight. I still believe that the Russians have the initiative in the sense that the conflict will last for right now as long as they want it to last. The Ukrainians are not going to be able to end the conflict. Like they won't be able to push the Russians out. But they, is what you're the saying. longer that they hold out, and you start getting into a one-month, two-month conflict now with the amount of like fully automatic uh, Kalashnikov rifles out there, uh, even if the Russians technically can occupy the whole country, whether or not it turns into their version of Afghanistan, well, their new version of Afghanistan because they have their own version of it already. Mm-hmm. But um, so. Whether strikes, or not strikes me as more of a this, Chechnya thing. This can become kind of like just a whole counterinsurgency war if they can, you know, kind of take over the whole country. But the thing is, right now, is that it appears as though most of their offensives have stalled. And while I hate to pull out that OSINT term because I hate it and I hate people who use it, um, going through what people would call open source intelligence. Like I said, it looks like the Russians have kind of stalled in their advance. And while they're not necessarily losing 
And like I said, I don't think I think the only way right now that the Russians would lose is if they decide to, if they decide sure. to pull out. If they really fuck it up. Well, they have kind of fucked it up, but at least Western standards, they fucked up their invasion. Um, the fact that they don't have uncontested air superiority and the first day of the war is indicative of the fact that they have kind of fucked it up. But the um, the biggest issue right now is it looks like they're not making any headway. And, and we're, we are longer... assuming that, that occupying the nation is the point of this operation. No. To a certain I... degree, it, it appears to be, right? Like, <sighs> what are you going to do? So the idea of, let's say you take Russia's... Um, I think it's just let's to say, subvert the government. Let's Ukraine. say, like from I mean, Putin's yeah, speech. That's, that's my. Uh... All right, shut the fuck up for a second. All right, let's say we take take Putin's speech. You want to denazify Ukraine? How do you denazify a country without occupying it? Because if you look at it, if you want to demilitarize a country, you have to go where their militarized section is, and if they just keep falling back into like basically the woodlands and countryside of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. You would have to keep pursuing them to kill the supposed Nazis, which I'm not saying that or, you know, there aren't Nazis in Ukraine. But, yeah, no, that's not what we're. Yeah. But if you want to disarm Ukraine, which you is essentially the what, he, what they said they would do, mm -hmm. you have to destroy the military. And the way so, that you do that is by pursuing and killing or them. Or you can just hold something they want and let them come to you. Because even if the Russians are, have stalled, they are still fighting. So that's so, true. So there are still the Ukrainians fighting. are still going fighting to meet the on. Russians. The fact that there is still fighting going on and like serious resistance compared to like, you know, the United States invading the fourth largest army in the world, Iraq, um, is showing that the Russians aren't actually doing that well. I mean, and while they're probably doing good enough that they will eventually win at this point. Um and the like I said, the initiative is still in their hands and the fact that they can decide to end the war whenever they want. They're not doing good. They're not doing as well as on paper they should have been. Mm. See, that, that's the thing is I, I'm not willing to believe that just yet. Mostly because... Well, that's because you're a little retarded. No. No. Yeah, it's so because if you look I don't, at it on paper, I don't, it's because I don't the trust amounts of modern Western equipment, think tanks. So the amount of modern equipment that they have, the size of their Air Force, the size of their strike capability, the size of their fire support. The composition of forces in The composition theater. of forces, they should be doing better than they are. Mm. And the fact that they are not in Kiev yet, the fact that they can't hold major ground yet so, is reflecting bad on their military in general and what we're seeing really is a failure on the logistical level and this is why it's important to pmcs well <laughs> yeah it's important to pmcs your equipment but on the same at the same time i've seen photos of knocked out russian tanks and you can see that their uh, explosive reactive armor bags or panels have cardboard in them because probably they've sold the explosives off or something to someone else. And so the level of corruption in the Russian military is really hurting them. And the fact that their logistical system is outdated, like World War One level outdated, um, is really hurting them in a modern offensive campaign. The fact that they have run out of fuel and food and that you see soldiers looting grocery stores. Not that I wouldn't loot a grocery store yeah, in we a would country totally that I'm invading dude, anyway. We but would do that. Like, we would be so tired of MREs by a month, right? A straight MREs, maybe a little bit of hot chowder I mean, in it there. It depends on how much we trouble you could totally, get in. You would, if you saw that. If I wasn't going to get in any trouble, I'd probably if, do it. If yeah, you but saw if a I'm, bottle of that right there in the store, did, you would buy. You would take that shit. Maybe. You know you would. It depends on how much trouble you so could get. So I have a more interesting question that doesn't necessarily have, of course, you guys have opinions. So there's going to be a right or a wrong well, answer for you guys but i want to hear your opinions um 
Who do you think in this conflict is ultimately more trustable as far as the propaganda coming out of either country? Do you think it's going to be Russia that is more trustworthy or Ukraine? I'm going to let Hayes go first. I'm going to err on the side of the Russians only because I hear so little from them. And there's also, you can also do the Chad move or saying just like neither. Both of them are terrible. No, there's definitely, one is definitely, no matter how this turns up, in the future, we're going to be able to look back at this with 2020 vision like, you know, hindsight and shit, we're going to know one of them was telling more truth than the other. That's just a fact. So one side at that is gonna... time, at that time where we're, let's say it's two years down the line, who mm-hmm. do you think is, you know, I'm gonna err is on the world going to be that's going to be like, well, Russia was so, actually no, more the, Ukraine. If the Russians Hayes likes to kind of look at Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cute and be like, damn, I'd suck his dick. But yeah, no. At the same time, um, I think that right now you're not getting a lot of propaganda out of the Russian side. Partially, it is partially because a lot of Russian media has been kind of like banned from the West at this point. But I don't think either side is trustworthy. And I don't think that that's necessarily wrong for either side to do. Like winning the propaganda war. It's important. Might not affect things kinematically, but it will affect like what foreign nations think of you. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're willing to send more. It matters. Maybe they're willing to send more support if they think you're winning. And so this was something you see even in the American Revolution. Foreign support was something that was super important. And if Civil France, War too. And if France thought that we were losing, and that is one of the reasons why the Confederacy didn't get any mm-hmm. foreign support. Is because, That's why Gettysburg happened. So a lot of things happen where if you can spin them in the right way, you can get more foreign support. And yep. I think that Ukraine is trying to garner as much foreign support as they can because yep. they know that on paper they don't stand any chance against Russia. And eventually, if they can get a NATO partner, eventually, even if even if Russia is losing, if it's not a one to one kill ratio, Russia still has so many more like machines and people to throw into the conflict than Ukraine does that Ukraine could win. So I have a different. Opinion. I mean, Russia would win. I have a like, different. Like Ukraine's best option. So the, I don't. I don't trust. Scenario, I don't trust either of so them. So the best case scenario Ukraine could come up with, like beyond the pie in the sky, they push the Russians out tomorrow and the war is over. Right? Is the best realistic outcome right now is that. For them, that they start killing enough Russians at a time per engagement that replacing those soldiers becomes too expensive or impossible because there's not enough people in Russia to replace the the dead, right? So I have a differing opinion. That's that's as good as that's going to get. I want to hear his opinion. So I have a differing opinion entirely. I think... Ultimately, what's going on here, and you know, if you look on social media, everyone has those stupid Ukrainian flags everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. 
it's the new trend. It's the new trend to I be supportive of Ukraine, right? Uh, actually, driving by, I'm not sure if you guys folks here, there's somebody flying a Ukrainian flag on their yeah. house. Well, uh, so here's and the I thing. guarantee you, I nine times out of ten, you go in their fucking house and none of them are Ukrainian, okay? Besides, that's besides the point. Hang on. I don't, hang think, on that's to a hang I don't on. think that's necessarily a bad hang thing. Hang on. Hang on. But they are failing to acknowledge that both groups are evil, terrible, corrupt people. Okay. Yeah. The Ukrainian government is just as guilty as the Russian government. You know why Vladimir why? Zelensky? What, what, is, what are they guilty Vladimir of? Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian government, is equally corrupt. Why, if an if yeah, a leader, the UN is not if like a very, leader. They don't. If they, a leader truly cares about his people, why the fuck did he make it illegal for them to leave and flee their country? And we're not talking about the men. What do you mean? Vladimir Women and children Zelensky, are allowed to leave. Vladimir Zelensky made it illegal for people to leave the country. So if you are a fighting age male and no, you're going to the leave, women and children, the women and children are allowed to leave or not. They are. Pull that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so from what I've seen, women and children have been fleeing in droves and they've been allowed to up to this point, at least. Right. But if you care about the people, why are you forcing people to stay? Conscription is like a normal fucking thing. If you are a fighting age male, you better fucking stay in that country. That is your agreed. fucking country. Agreed. 100%. But humanitarian lanes have fallen and here's, through. Here's where we go to. Even if the government of Ukraine is not the best, right? Who's invading who? I mean, Russia's invading Ukraine. Okay. So do you think Ukraine, you know, given a few months, would have invaded Russia? Do you think Ukraine at any point Probably within not. the next decade would have invaded Russia? 100% no. So when it comes down to it, this whole concept of, oh, a humanitarian crisis. Oh, people aren't allowed to leave the country. Whose fault is that really? Ukraine. It's Ukraine's fault that they got invaded. No, it's Ukraine's fault that they're not letting people leave their country. And why are they not letting people leave the country? Because Vladimir Zelensky... Because conscription. No, he, because he, he wants it is all hands on deck. If you're a fucking no, fighting age male, no, you better about be women there. and children. Because women Vladimir and children Zelensky, are evacuation lanes out of the cities Vladimir Zelensky knows, and he can say all he, all he cares about is the, is the fucking people all he wants, but he knows that if he loses, he is going to be killed and a fucking... Puppet is going to be put in his place, and he knows that one percent. So? What the? What so, does that have to so, do with anything? Because there's a difference. You're being invaded in general, there's of course, a, it's going to there's happen. There's a difference between doing it for the sole purpose of protecting your people and protecting your own ass, right? So, do you think that, let's say, the Nazis, Operation Sea Lion wasn't a retarded operation, and it actually worked, and they invaded and they captured the United Kingdom? What do you think would have happened to Winston Churchill? We'd be killed. Okay, so does that... But do I think Winston Churchill so, no, would make it illegal for people to Let me finish. No. Let me finish. So does that mean that everything that Winston Churchill did in the war and everything that happened, including not letting people leave the country and conscripting young men into war, does that mean that all of it is only to save his own ass? Pull, pull it up right now. Pull about the Ukrainian fucking blocking people from leaving. Yeah. Uh, because sure, if if I if that is everything that I've seen is if that you're not they're allowing, only if you're not allowing young men to leave, that's conscription, right? There's a t entirely different everything, difference. Everything I've seen allowing, up to this point is that it's only right. been men. If you're not allowing men women and children to like leave, fifteen then to fucking eighty or whatever. If you're not letting anything. young women and children leave, then you're an evil fucking person, and we shouldn't give a fuck about that. At place. the same time, uh, okay. So about this gender equality. So here's this. If here's you're this. able to fucking pull a trigger, maybe you're. But you don't maybe believe in that. You would let your mom leave Texas if there was an invasion. Okay. Here's this. Maybe. Do Maybe you, not. You don't know my opinion. Do you, you think that yet. the United States or any other part of the fucking world should care about this conflict at all? Yes, I think we should care about it. For what reasons? 
national uh, security or because we want to be good people and care about other humans? Because essentially, uh, from a perspective of, and this is going to sound bad to people who don't know what I'm talking about, but from the perspective of a civic nationalist, um, and like I said, nationalist is a loaded term, but what I believe is... Stupidly uh, loaded term, might yeah. I add. You only, I think you only that the United down States, changing the I think, I think the United States should do things that benefit the United States, even if it is at the, um, even if it's negative for other countries, at the detraction of other countries, we should do things that are positive for ourselves. And that's a very simple way to explain my views on things. That Russia is an adversary. Russia is in a war with someone yeah. that we're not necessarily allied with, but we're pretty close with and... Uh, in terms of the fact that we invite them to war games in Hohenfels constantly. Um, and it is good for the United States if our adversaries are weaker. Which they just proved. Which they've so pretty much proved. It is good for us in the most um, emotionless, pragmatic sense for this conflict to drag on as long as possible so that the most amount of Russians possible die and the most amount of Russian materiel is destroyed. That's good for the United States. So a natural security aspect, right? National slash global, because in reality, global security is American national security. Yeah. I mean, I can agree. I can agree. I think because there's a difference between playing the United States granddad or father, right? Which is what we've done for the longest time. And it was always at the detriment, ultimately, because look at the situation right now, right? And we took away 3% of our of the oil market from Russia, right? And where are we taking that? Are we bringing it back to the States? No, 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 no. We can't do that. There's no way in hell we can do that. Well, we, we could, but we're choosing not to. Instead, we're going to Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. And we could frack. And I'm not saying I agree with 100% what the current administration is doing, but supporting Ukraine is 100% something that I actually do support, especially the, since the Russians are the aggressor in, in this. In aspect of national security, yes, 100%. And you have to look at the reason why we became the world policeman is because a lot of people got together. People who are smarter than you and me or Hayes, mm -hmm. have, they decided that the reason that wars happen, right, for things, material. Well, things. so things happen and wars happen. But if we can control when and where they happen, it makes it safer for the Anglosphere, for the United States, for Europe, you know, the free world in general. So if we can control a war happening far away from our borders instead of, let's say, in Mexico where it might affect us or something like that, right? So if we can affect all of these things in distant lands, we should because it will keep America and by proxy our allies a lot safer. Hey, something um, Peter Zion uh, said at one point um, stuck with me, and something you mentioned um, triggered that memory. A couple days ago, we were arguing about um, how China, in your, your opinion, is a little more dangerous than Russia. It's the ascendant power, more or less. I mean, just based on numbers alone. So, yeah. so something to, and I still disagree with you, but something I want to ask because you is... you're wrong. When we talk about going to the Venezuelan or and or the Saudi Arabian like oil market to get our energy, which well, is a terrible decision. Well, there's one part of that that makes it a terrible decision, at least in how Walker sees the world. I mean, funding and, dictatorial, no, 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 dictatorial no, 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 I don't fucking care about that shit. I don't, I'm not a fag. The thing that I care about is you understand that the Chinese majority of their oil um, 
the petroleum they get is from Saudi Arabia and that market. It's like eighty percent of their 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 um their import. Oh shit! Um, Base eighty percent of their stuff comes from that market. What what do you want? What do you you want this one? Here you go, fucking weirdo. Did you throw that at me? I flicked it. I'm getting sloshed today. What's your point? <laughs> uh, um, my question is, does that destabilize the American security situation if yes. the Chinese have to go find someone else? Or, or uh, sorry, not to find someone else so entirely. When you but tie to, um, when you tie economic security to the OPEC and the oil dollar and other stuff, yeah, I guess it's because they're it's under our force. thumb, right? So the Chinese are it's under the thumb of the people that are under our thumb. So how can you go from saying, "Oh, the Chinese aren't a threat," to then talking no, about, "Look I, at this I'm, new economic no, threat no, 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 no. the Chinese are posing"? You, because that's how you see the world. I just want to know what you think about that. Not, I still disagree. Not fucking ideal, my guy. Okay. Okay. But I, you think it's worth it? You think you it's don't still agree because you still view Russia as the USSR. No, I don't. Well, I see America as a crumbling empire. And so that we don't get into this argument Mm -hmm. again. No, do it. It's great conversation. No, 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 no. So we don't get into this argument again. You can't come up with another country that is more likely than China to be the next big bad for America. I don't have to. I just know that China isn't going to be it. Because if I I say... Hold on, hold on. The entire argument is who in the current state Mm -hmm. of the world is a near-peer adversary who is most likely to cause problems in the United States. China. That's the question. And if you can't come up with another country, then the answer would be your first answer. And uh, I'm pretty sure your first answer was Russia or something like that. No, no, no. I'm just but saying that no, China is China. not going to last. I'm this okay. Is, yes. Well, you also don't think the yes. United States is going to last. Yes. So yeah. what's your, the point? Your argument, right? Your argument is about the longevity. I think of we the can Chinese. last longer, but not by a lot. So your but argument would be the Chinese, because we had this lovely discussion. I thought yeah, it was yeah, a yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a great and you really interesting conversation. Honestly. About and say that right now, looking at the state of the current world, that the most threatening possible adversary to the United States is China. If you say anything other than China right now, as of today, March 19th, 2022, that any other country is a bigger threat to the United States than China, you are being um, dishonest. So hang on, hang on, hang on, please, for a second, for fuck's sake. So, and just to prove to you that I, I listen to our conversations, mm-hmm. um, when we were speaking about this, um, it was it was interesting, and you had a very good point. So your 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 point, which I am going to say, doesn't necessarily <clears throat> disavow the whole idea of China being a near peer and mm-hmm. threat to a current United States, right? But you do draw a very good point. Their system will collapse in a few decades because of that giant period of time of what three decades where mm-hmm. they said only one child. And so their population sure is large for now. Not to mention mostly male. So mostly there's no male. women to marry. So, you know, eventually you their whole... Government we run we talked camps. about this at lunch. That's so disgusting. I hate that. Government-run hate... breeding camps. That's all you need. So, you can have sex with this girl as a treat. So, so yeah, that was a very interesting point. But I think we should dive into, if we're all concluded here, you had something that you want to bring to the table. Yeah. Some of these I, stories I had, or whatever. Well, I, had two, I had two different things. Maybe we can do one of those. Um, Let's do both. Fuck it. Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to bring up was something that caught my eye. And this is not a serious topic at all. Um, but, and this is partially my fault because I haven't uh, done any writing for the website. Um <laughs> What does he pay you for? I know. So I found out, and and I've known that... Okay, so let me start over. Casio 
uh, has been making watches for a very long time. And I like Casio. Casio is like, like don't get me wrong, Citizen has some kind of cool stuff now and again, and they, they are the innovators uh, most of the time. But I feel like Casio has a better grip on not being weird, right? Like they just have better... They seem more sensible when it, when you get down to it, right? And um, in what in, in what regard? I think definitely in every okay in every capacity except how they make the modules. I hate having to go through Casio watches and set the time. It's the most painful thing on earth. Christ Almighty! I want to kill myself. The, the easiest thing to change would be just the actual analog fucking hands. No, even G Shock like hands are impossible. Right, they're just awful. Really? Yeah, because there's no, there's no bezel. It's all buttons. It's a digital input only. All of them. Digital input for a analog dial? Yeah, you can you can look at Walker's watch. It's the same thing. Even the the full the full. So the f- minute the and full, hour hands are controlled via buttons. Yes. This is sacrilegious. What it, is this shit? It, well, look, you've been doing it for a while, so it's just like, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. But the thing is, with that one exception to how they make how they make the module um, controlled, it, it is a genuine... I, I like the company's... I like everything else about the company far better. Um, Please stop handling firearms. What the fuck? Why'd you do that? Oh, uh, just like, not comfy? Not comfy? So, anyway. holster. Ba- back to back to the thing. Uh, yeah, it would be cool. In my jacket? Oh. So I'm going to get one for the M18. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Uh, the thing is, I like everything else about Casio. Just orgasming about our guns. Everything about Casio is so much no, better. I, I don't think I've seen a single Casio that I didn't like. The Casio data bank is really gorgeous as mm-hmm. far as like a retro, super pleasing callback piece, right? The G-Shock lines are always impressive, very much, you know, utilitarian. I love that. Watches again? Yes. Um, My $10 watch tells time just as good as a $3,000. No, this is more than $10. Right, I think it's a a G-Shock though, right? Yeah. I bought the G-Shock because it's more... uh, What year did you buy that? What year? Yeah. 2022? 2021? Hmm. Okay. 2021. Recent. You're looking at your wrist. You don't have a watch. That's why I did it very yeah, obvious, yeah, my bitch. friend. No, yeah, it's very so, naked. It's, it's amazing what happens when so you wear watches for a while. What's you know, interesting where... is that um, the way that some of the non-luxury watchmakers have started to... Go, run their... down for the audience, non-luxury watch brands. Oh, okay. It's all Stratum 4 and gear watches. <laughs> I wish. Dude, no, I want a Watches seat. that are not digital don't even have a Stratum because they suck. They're worse than digital. They're less accurate. They're less accurate, but they are nicer. Yeah, well, they're mechanically cool, and I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. They're interesting objects, which gives them some value because of how mechanically Ooh, interesting um, they are. Really good, but field, they're not good. Good field watches are also um, resistant to EMP. You want a ten-year battery, and you want it to be somehow protected so that if you bang it on things, it doesn't break or shatter, which leaves you with essentially Casio and G-Shock. Uh, there are other watches that mm-hmm. do it, but. Um, and so what's interesting about this is that any cheap watch unlike say Omega Rolex or any of the other you know Swiss or German watchmakers that make really high end shit Casio doesn't do that they make digital watches they've yeah. long since given up on the mechanical stuff decades ago right but because mechanical watches are gay but what is interesting is that 
recently, in the last three years, they've decided that they want to dip their toes into the luxury market. So they started making special edition G-Shocks. And they've been doing that since the 80s, but they, they were what just sort like, of What sort of price bracket are we talking we about talk, here? So instead of like um, an $80 like um, G-Shock Square, right. um, they would just team up with some kind of street artist in Japan. Uh, he would design um, a, basically the case for it. And they'd be like, cool, uh, we're going to make a, a limited run of 150 of these. And, oh. and, and, and it's something that Swatch kind of d- did uh, back in the 80s. And they were like, yeah, that's a good idea. And so they did it. And that's cool, right? There's a lot of cool old retro G-Shocks everywhere. Um, and there's too many to count. And the catalogs you'd have to download to track them all is, is like some autism levels of like, I can't deal with that. But... Um, they still do that to this day. They make uh, special uh, color colorways just because they're like, it would be cool to have like 30 of these purple clear plastic ones, you know, because that's a cool color combo. Or, you know, it's just, it's interesting, right? Brandon. Uh, or I, Hayes, yo. please pass the spike. And so um, one of the oh, ones that I wish I had actually purchased um, last year was a cast, it was the, uh, the G-Shock NASA uh, edition. And it was all white. And uh, it came when you uh, hit the backlight, the yeah. LCD. You're such a good Sojek, aren't you? I guess I am a consumer, I suppose. He bought a flip phone, like one of the new touchscreen mm-hmm. fold phones. Yeah. So anyway, um, I wish I had bought that because it wasn't very expensive and it was a really cool looking watch. I didn't. Kind of regret it. Not a big deal. But I did notice that they were getting more expensive. So that was like mm. $280. What color of Soylent do you like? Mm. Uh, I can't answer that. Seven. Anyway, seven's my favorite color. I love it. Something it tastes good too. Something interesting popped up on my uh, just perusing he the internet. Pulls out his f- Samsung my fold. Flip flown. Look at that. Oh yeah, that's I so hate sexy. it. I love it. I am the martyr of anti-consumers. <laughs> <laughs> so literally spends all day complaining about consumerism. Buys a fucking Samsung. Fold. So there is a. How's that, this how's that mid-screen wrinkle working out for you? I like it. You like it? Yeah. I'm not even joking. It's not that I don't notice it. It's just like, it's there and it's fine. Yes, the shittiness gives me confidence in how shitty it is. Therefore, it gives security. I like it. And hey, plus, if you, you get, see if if you get hey, super I'm gonna, angry, hey, you just everyone, rip it in half. Listen to this. I'm going to flex on this motherfucker. Ready? Can you hear that? Oh. Ooh. Oh, wow. He folded Flexed your phone on the in half. Okay. If I had an iPhone, I could do that. That was an actual flex, as in it's flexible. Okay. So anyway, uh, so I saw this, right? This is the... You talk a lot of shit for M- someone within a rear naked choke range. <laughs> I'll choke you out in front Whatever. of the medics again. Yeah, do it, bro. I'll do it. So I'll do I it found right now. the MRGB 2000R1A, right? This is a... I'm not even going to show you the, the low range of this. This has just a wonderful textured not well the dial is nice but also um the bezel is cool it has a great rubber strap i was like wow that's really nice so i looked into why they made it that way i'm not going to explain why i think people should just look into it because i'll explain the other one this one's that's three thousand dollars yeah right for a g-shock which is kind of shocking right i didn't realize they were getting that expensive but i'm going to show you something better that uh backlight is very cool. Yes. Yeah, uh, the the color scheme very nice. Um the coppery bronzish tones for the accent marks like mm-hmm. on the dial. Oh, that's that's rose gold. That's rose not gold, actual bronze. Me. I, I yeah. can never they were kind of the same colors to me. Yeah. 
the blue highlights on the dial are really nice. Just that little touch of color they and not too much. They are artistically specific about what color yeah. blue that is. Because yeah. apparently it's very popular with is, samurai back in the period. It is my... It's my... I feel it's as very... though this podcast has run its course. No, no, no. Nay, nay, nay. Not yet. Mm, so we're just talking about watches uh, now. Uh, I'm walking. I don't like talking about way, that, watches. But, I can't have an intellectual way, conversation. This, this right here? I don't like. Hey, 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 hey. This, by the way, look at this, was the one that's just a step below it. So you all can you see need, why I like yeah, the other one better. All you all need right. to keep Hayes entertained for hours is cheap glassware. Benene, we have to move on to Hold the on. next topic after one, you're done. One second. What topic? Whoa. Next the topic, weird please. Conspiracy. I'm tired not, of watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, shut yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, up, yeah, Walker. Shut up. You, you little you're such a fucking, spoiled sport. Such a poo-pooer. So here's the thing that you're caught. Such a this is what porn. really, really blew I this out. I Just drink your fucking drink. Drink your juice box. You were very close to just getting punched in the face. You I should, want you to know that. You should try it. You're so you want me to try it? You're either so cute. Don't Is touch him. Is that consent? Don't touch him. No. I am, I am Do the, you consent? No. I am the mitigator and I am armed. <laughs> you it's shouldn't over, be. You're not fucking, armed. It's over you're, there, yeah, you're stupid. Not. And fucking, honestly, you shouldn't be. You've consumed alcohol. I know. I'm not it's not on my desk. Exactly. That's why you took it off in the first place. Okay. Drunk. The other one that's connected to that same line which is the MRG B2000SH, right? And I can't say that because that's Japanese and I'm not, I can't fucking... Come on, say it. I can't. You can try. You're not allowed to buy it if you can't say it. You can try. Daddy says no unless you can say the name. Guess how much this one is. Mm. At least okay, $69. Take a, guess, take, a, take a guess, right? $69. The other one was $3,000. Um, right, the way that's hammered? Just tell me the materials. Um, Bronze, rose gold, Okay. I don't know what that blue ink My is called. Social security number is four two zero. The way they hammered it is a big fucking deal. Dash one three three seven. I'm guessing surpassing. I think definitely over eight. You're right. How can you complain about so, consumers and then around ten like grand area over expensive Nine k. Nine k. Nine k. Complain. You're literally you jerking off to expensive watches while you complain about consumerism. Luxury watches, I you guess. You complain about consumerism constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're just like, look at how expensive this cool watch is. I wish I could buy it. I'm just excited for next product, and I don't think about it because I could be excited for product after next product. Explain to the heathen why this is such a... Mm, why this is fulfilling to so people So he like is... I've tried to explain it's this. Mostly, to him. It's mostly just for. What's that? That's product I could buy? I'm so, so excited. So I, I love product. I don't think it's really comparable to, say, something that you are guaranteed that Pop, everyone you else that. can have. You're, you're just it being literally obtuse. is not different than a Funko Pop. You're uh, literally. It is. Oh my God. Entirely. Mm. Um, it's not. Yep, it is. If you are collecting watches, that is no different than collecting Funko Pops. Incorrect. Or NFTs. Or any other cringy fucking activity you guys incorrect. hate. Collecting, collecting art, I don't that's talk, like Funko Pops. So one, it is. 100%. One, it is. Oh, no. So, so I guess one of the biggest differences between oh. watch collectors is they tend to not shit on other people who collect things. I think yeah. that's a very interesting thing. I don't collect not anything, talking, so fuck all of you. Not me. talking shit on people who collect Funko you Pops. You collect cringe you opinions. Co you collect what you like. And as far as the watch community is concerned, it is involving in the history of the brand, the... The, the watch engineering, community. The engineering yeah. that goes into involved into it. And I guess with you it would be the LGBTQ, right? Yeah, he likes AR-10s. That's pretty gay. AR-10s are just good. Consumerism. You think your tree is covered? Hold guess the, what? The AR hold the fuck on, you little fuck. The AR what, was you, what were you coming about? That was eight grand? 
The AR that just came out. The AR10 community. What are you talking about? Oh, the, that eight grand rifle. I didn't that buy you that. Wa- you didn't, but you were ogling over it. I'm not sure. Hey, Hayes and I are not discussing mm, buying this yeah. fucking G-Shock, you how fucking many, consumer. How many, how many guns does this man have? Oh, my. Two. What kind of collection God. of guns? Oh, he has a collection of guns. See, see, like see. Funko so Pops. whenever this new gun comes out, it's I'm going to shit on you. Oh, it is like, out. And I didn't shit on you. How when many you wrenches like, oh, do you have? Oh, you have more than one? You're just a oh, consumer. Oh, it's just a tool. There's where's no my, joy. He doesn't get any joy out of the weapon. It's just a tool. Where the fuck is my 10 mil? Function makes more sense than form. Right, and you could. Yeah, that's why we're talking time. about G-Shock, right? It is, <laughs> yeah, right. It is, it is a very okay. expensive it's tool. It's like the standard utilitarian rule. You guys are literally, though, like making fun of consumers, and they're just like, look at this new product. I, I love don't, product. I don't make fun of consumers because that's how our economy works. So. Yeah, it is, honestly. I mean, fuck the economy. Fuck the economy, yeah. I don't want to buy food. <laughs> fuck food. Fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, we need to move on. We need to go to that. Yeah, um, we do. Thank you fucking God. I know. Oh my God. Much to Walker's Jesus um, Christ. happiness here. Maybe, maybe we'll just we'll have to on. do a watch episode. What is the? What is that topic? Uh, okay. It was the so, conspiracy thing. So I had this things. great thought, and so Walker's, Walker's going to read these, right? We need and you I'm gonna react to react. We need you to live react to the shit he's about to read. So he's, can I interrupt, or are we gonna run through the whole? Oh, so you're gonna choose you the threads, or are you gonna choose a thread? You choose a thread on X. We're gonna go so what? to the supernatural. We're gonna go. To, yeah, you hate it. You're gonna laugh, and he's gonna cringe, and I'm gonna laugh. So what is the what is so it called? The supernatural board on 4chan is like the place to go for like cryptic symbolism in your okay. dreams for like. 100% accurate information. Okay, so is it like science-y shit, or what is it? No, that? it's supernatural. It's just supernatural. It's schizo okay. territory. Okay, cool. We're talking tinfoil land to the max. So we are reacting to... You, you know the people on YouTube to. that talk about Are you flattery? familiar with what the Anunnaki are? I've heard of their name, but you want to give me a synopsis? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> great. Even I'm a little unfamiliar. Yeah. So I have to find, like, an actually, like, quality thread, thread, which is yeah. the hardest thing on X to do. And why, honestly, I love the schizo threads on pole more than X because. But that's definitely not safe for the show. So my goal is to get us close to actually two hours in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Holy pretty much shit. almost there. No, we're pretty much almost there. You don't even. Realize. Hey, wait, wait. Do the CERN ones. The CERN ones are usually Here, good. You choose a thread. Okay, I can't. Okay. There's so many like trash threads. I don't even want to look through. Choose a thread <laughs> and I'll read it. So, I think this is definitely my new drink of choice <laughs> is there for sex gaming. In heaven. <laughs> um. So it'll be like fifty-fifty. Honestly, the lime. It helps so much with the Sprite. I honestly, what is this brand? Deep it is Eddie. Deep Eddie. Yo, we're not. We're not. We're not sponsored. We're not sponsored of course. No. I just found this and I absolutely um, love it. Deep so. Eddie. Any any product that we review on this podcast, due to legal reasons, with Acast, which is what I use to spot, which I, what I use to host the podcast, we're legally not able to sponsor any products unless approved by them. So. Whenever we do an alcohol review, this is just something we pick up in the market, so we don't get any money from this. But Deep Eddy, lime or lemon-flavored vodka. And you could tell that it's, like, actually high quality because that is cloudiness as a result of actual lime juice and lemon juice being added. Yeah. So that's that's top-tier shit right there. I imagine that would be amazing in a margarita of sorts. It's honestly, it's good if you add a um, sparkling water to it. Mm, it's good if you okay. add a lemon lime soda to it because it will accentuate like yeah, the lime flavor. Yeah, and it flavor. works fucking amazing the, with Sprite. Yeah, it does. Uh, I found this out and I was like, this would taste great with Sprite. So I got got Sprite and it, surprise, surprise, I was right. It you never great. can really go wrong with mixing primary flavors. So this is 
Yeah. Oh, good. So it's we'll, like we'll an be in a actual, good, we'll be an a actual good, liquor. We'll be in a good spot in about an hour. Okay. So I got I got three yeah. of them. All right. <laughs> so there's the CERN one in the middle. Okay. You got one for me to read? Yeah. So any of those three look really promising. But so I think what do you this, want me to just read the, the top? Just read anything that sounds super crazy. Okay, it's going to make and, him cringe. Uh, hold on. So he's going to read it. I want you to give us a proper introduction to what the fuck we're doing All right, right now. So the thread that he's reading is about uh, CERN time travel and like t world lines and other shit like that. Probably going to run into John Titer in the thread. Fuck it. This, this is some good schizo shit. Do you want it, schizo? Do you want it in Ben Shapiro or Walker? Walker. Ben, please, for the love of God, Walker. Every, every other one. So I won't be able to, the voice. I won't be able to react properly if it is Ben Shapiro. 2022 CERN time reset, April thread number two. The reset isn't just a 2012. It is any time we choose that we were alive to conception. We can choose to keep our memories or only have the ones at the time of wherever one chooses to loop to. Why isn't this talked about? You are simply in one of the infinite timelines with not many other people who choose to remember. There are many timelines to host and enough to have everyone spread around so it's not chaotic. Many people in power or media now have remembered but don't talk about it because it would be considered crazy and is useless. People will find out eventually on their own. Why don't I remember? You are currently in a loop. Where you choose not to remember the last dot. I don't know. That sentence doesn't make sense. Or maybe you did, but you also choose to go back to a very young age where over time, with your brain developing, you would lose the memories and be left with deja vu, misspelled. Dope. <laughs> what do I need to do? Nothing. Enjoy your last month in this loop and be ready to make your choice. You may have been through hundreds, thousands of loops. And this is another cycle where you choose to forget the psychotic feeling of this mysterious place. Prove he's wrong. You may choose to remember and then keep remembering for many, many loops. But eventually it will get boring. Well, it says het boring, but I assume they mean get. And you choose to forget and repeat the cycle endlessly or until this game is over. For more information, er, for more information read this thread. Archive.4plebs.org. X thread 31228757 slash number 31228757. Prove he's wrong. So, Brandon, this is the science. only thread that matters in this subject. Keys, chakras, letters, etc. are a distraction <laughs> to make you waste your final days in this loop and not having fun or preparing your mind for the time reset. Anyone can remember. There are infinite timelines, so you will be spread to one with not many okay. others who remember. Hold on, pause here. Pause here. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> this keeps it an interesting and fun experience for everyone. Discuss while we can. Let's see if this gets slid or the glowies show up to derail. Previous thread. 31264775. Nice. So that one mm -hmm. is saying that the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. Or any other part of CERN. Hold on, hold on. First post. Neat thread. <laughs> is able to reset time. Yeah. And make people either forget their memories or keep their memories. No, so when you reset a world line, what you're doing is you are... Do you want me to read the schizo replies to things or no? Only the good ones. So like, you just, just like... I remember the world used to have an orange glow to it, and it seemed as if everyone was wearing their favorite cozy sweater all the time. I'm not sure when it happened, but now the world is gray, as if the, its light has been dulled. People have gotten meaner, nastier, and greeter, and all I want to do is go back and try to make it right. Amen, brother. I don't know what's going to happen on April 1st, but Godspeed, everyone. 
Bro, we're That fucked. goes into the idea that the sun is no longer the natural sun, and everyone remembers from the childhood a more warm, soft glow from the sun. Yeah, dude. Versus the harsh UV light that burns your retinas. So this is like the Mandela effect, but on steroids. Oh, yeah. No, this is the natural progression. But not only steroids, but a... Schizophrenic hold up, hold up. <laughs> on steroids. I found an, an actual schizo post. Oh, sick. Where did you get April 1st from? The high energy run doesn't kick off until November 14th. Stop. There's, sorry, <laughs> stop. 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 Repeat that last fucking sentence again. <laughs> I'm lightheaded. Oh, shit. I, I lost it. Hold on. The, Where did you get April 1st from? The high energy run doesn't kick oh off until November 14th. Fucking God. The high energy run. The high energy keep run. Going, keep going. Keep it. Keep it going. There's no comment. I don't even have to. There is practically on no chance the low energy test slash tune phase is when the loop happens. If you really are sincere, I beg you to reconsider promoting this date. The world has enough heartbreak. Gematria is a foundation of the reality we are currently experience. Is that not important enough? The entire CERN enterprise is based on mystical gematria in part, central to its success. Dot dot dot. You sure you on a level? Because this appears to be either a misleading spirit pushing you to promote the state, or dot dot dot, you glow in the dark so badly, people have to wear <laughs> shades around you after dusk. Wow. May 31st slash April 1st, the energies will simply not be very high, comparatively speaking. The energy ramp up to the end of the phase two might work, if there is a huge simultaneous influx of other energy, like a solar storm or something. Lightning <laughs> strikes? Question mark. Maybe you could elucidate a bit, because there or because most here are just sick of the endless purposefulness or, Jesus Christ, this is hard to read. <laughs> endless purposeful letdowns caused by the this is not a racial slur, niggardly operate operatives <laughs> of the bioluminescent type. P.S. <laughs> Do you personally have any experience at retaining memory from altered states? This is a, yes. this is a yes. reply. Can you, for instance, yeah, yeah, remember dreams you had 10 plus years ago or the like? Have you ever experienced how much effort and psychic energy it takes to remember the contents of psychedelic trips? Yeah, Brandon, Or even mind-blowing paranormal events over time, etc.? Question mark. Yeah, man of science. What do you know about this shit? Are you aware of the psyche's tendency to forget all that it cannot really accept? Chakra work, etc., can dramatically work. improve one chances. Why you so hostile to it? You seem like the one trying to derail lucid discussion here and shilling self-limiting hedonism instead. Again, a glow-in-the-dark bumper sticker slash trademark. If you are sincere, I am very sorry, but the April 1st date, without further qualification, makes no sense at all. And this, everything else does. The very <laughs> real efforts we are making to ascertain the true purpose of the loop. Pick related. It oh, what's, a, the, what's the pick? What's the pick? It is a picture of some anime girl with very yes. red eyes. That's it. Yes. I was like, not, it doesn't even mean anything. Credible it's source. Nothing. Okay. Credible source. So, so our source in the government right oh, there. Oh, no, there's more skis of. <laughs> so hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes. So I am gathering that this is a pseudo religion in almost the highest degree. Have you heard of quantum immortality? I l no, this is intriguing. Please continue. So I love this. 
are you aware of the idea of there being an infinite amount of timelines and from every yes. choice that you make there's a split where you made one choice versus uh, another i mean that's just a shitty way of it's essentially another explanation of schrodinger's cat but yes yes continue. so in one universe the cat is dead and in one universe the cat is alive and right now universe. you exist in the universe where the cat which is yourself is alive because everything you've done up to the certain point I, there's a universe where I died of alcohol poisoning on your couch. But I'm here now because this is the universe in which I'm alive. <laughs> that is um, that is basically quantum immortality. Yeah. You play Russian roulette, right? So there is a universe in which someone plays Russian roulette. They pull the, they have a six shooter, you know, six cylinder. They, they go click, 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 click. They live because they are in a quantum immortality state. The universe in which you perceive them is the universe in which they survived. Yeah, this goes just back to, a, you know, the Schrodinger's cat back, example. No, I had a fucking schizo post, you retard. I didn't Go back. Rage. Rage. I was going to read one. Rage. Rage. Okay, Warsaw, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Now I have to fucking bleep out a fucking name. Ah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wait, we can do that shit? Okay. Oh, I can play. Are you ready for this next excuse post? Are you ready for the next excuse post? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to get into specifics, but a few years ago, I fell from a building, and I think I saw what you guys are talking about. Basically, I tripped while on a roof, fell, and heard my coworker scream something. Then I hit my head on the concrete and died. English is not my first language, so try to follow me here because what happened then is hard to explain with words, if at all. It is like seeing a 4D universe and trying to explain it to 3D people. It felt like a freeze frame. You're a 3D first, person. Like, Shut up. Don't even give in those up. early 2000s teen comedies, but it was not fun. I became aware of this experience, but I think it wasn't really alive. More like the perfect machine. An immense cosmic machinery, always sorting, never making mistakes. I saw the frames of my life up until my death, but not beyond. I could freely move or scroll between them. Again, it is really hard really to express this. Really hard. I'm just reading it as it's written. No, 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 I know, I know. And I could, I could feel that the machine was awaiting something. I knew more in that state, so I chose a frame from a few days before that accident. Why don't I know, but I knew then I am sure. <laughs> I chose the frame, then the machine did its terrifying thing. I was squished into my earthly body again and found myself talking to my People girlfriend as if nothing happened. However... I did not remember the in-between state until the morning of the accident where I became really anxious and I remembered everything I just tried to tell you here. I did not trip that day. Before I finish, I want to again say that I could maybe express 20% of what happened with words. Even in my own language, I would struggle. <laughs> there convenient. were elements that I still remember, but they are more like a feeling of being, parentheses, question mark, if that makes any sense. Parentheses question mark. <laughs> By the way, this is supposed to be a question. Okay, hold. Is that it? So don't no, get too caught no. up in details. That's it. <laughs> she don't get caught up this in the details. This person doesn't know first English. Reply, first reply to it. 3D person here makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So no, let's acknowledge this for a second. Okay. Oh, this is good so content. So I am very much. Um, I've. You, after the first one, I was very much convinced that these are just people on mushrooms or like LSD or having really big trips. And don't get me wrong. I think this has a very, very big place in the scientific community. You think and, so? And here's why. I have another post. If, if <laughs> I, I can think of and rationalize, and I would believe this, if the greatest minds in science, okay, uh, Einstein, Newton, 
Archimedes, George Washington, were high off their ass <laughs> when they theorized everything that they have. Okay. I'm getting a huge for sense example, of deja vu. I feel like I've been here before. For example, <laughs> Einstein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his theory of relativity. Yeah. 100% could believe that this is some fucking acid trip, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%, okay? Are you ready to for the next there, post? To sit there and be like, hmm, well, I think the time is not is is independent from these persons. What's your source? And it was revealed to me in a dream. Yeah, okay. Why don't um, you back it up with so the source? These, My sources, I made I it the really fuck up. I really think that you, we, you just stumbled upon people having very, very massive trips. Are you ready is, for this next post? And it is amazing, post. okay? Stumbled now, onto people now, some really now, massive you know, cocks. Everyone should know about Occam's razor or, you know, don't cut, Sir Isaac, Isaac, Occam. Sir, don't cut yourself Sir, with that edge. Sir dude. Isaac Newton's flaming yeah, laser sword. Don't okay. that Occam's razor. So, you know, if you, for the for the audience that doesn't know, you know, Occam's razor is they basically a thing what that the says, fuck you know, that shit is. Anything, hey, if you guys anything, ever watch Star anything, Trek, it's basically anything that cannot be scientifically proven don't, or no, 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 if you get rid of the impossible, however improbable, what remains must be true. I, I don't think you should insult your listeners. Uh, they know what the right fuck there. that Misquoted. shit is, okay? Anyway, are you ready for the oh, next schizo post the next I found? Post. In the same thread. <sighs> Take your meds. Yeah. You are the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> get away from the NPCs. <laughs> Let's go, As buddy. As previously mentioned, the time loop is similar to loading a save game at the start of a Skyrim playthrough. Let's go. The character is the same, and you retain memories of your past progress because you are the same awareness playing the character again. I don't hear any good theme music. Although you may take an entirely different path, now let's say you choose to forget. It is likely different awareness is playing you at that point. This awareness... Wait, is it not me, like, every time I go back? Or is it, like, someone else is like, I want to play Walker's save game? Why don't you ask? I will. Hmm. No, it's just me. <laughs> it's just you? Okay. This guy's wrong. I'm an NPC. <laughs> now let's say you choose to forget. It is likely a different awareness is playing you at that point. This awareness is fully invested in role-playing as you, so it cannot remember past lives as different characters. Besides rare cases where fragments of memories arise from when a, di- when a current character relates to a past character in some ways. Next post, April Fools! <laughs> these people, stay woke. Stay these woke. people are, they went with the multiverse theory and just fucking ran with it. Sure, yeah, why not? They fucking, like, took that baton mm-hmm. and they got in a car, okay? So listen, right. Uh, it, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Um go on that internet if you want a good laugh but <laughs> no so here's the thing i like x because x is just fucking retarded it's fun at least the skews of posts about joe biden not being joe biden at least based are, are funny these mm-hmm. ones are just like so far off the edge that you can't see the edge i personally think there might be something of value here in so far as well that I don't, may I don't, be because you are unironically retarded it's because i unironically just don't trust cnn you you might be because cnn is the source of all good science yeah pretty much like neil degrasse tyson lives there or something just a couple posts down i found another <laughs> skis up post do you guys want me to read it or are, you, are we yeah, done with this podcast let's, give, let's get one more one more, one more round it off well this is just the next one three. i came through i don't even know if it's good or not all right okay we'll cut I just it know short it's a post because of how long it is i oh, haven't read it yet joyous <laughs> okay joyous this can anyone tell me an how it long. felt to be sent back how did it feel was it like the worst headache you ever had? I have had many times in my life where events sent me mind-shattering deja vus. I actually spelled correctly this time, but with no space in between deja and vu. 
<laughs> I remember hearing about Bitcoin seven times, five dash six years before it happened. And each time it sent me into a sort of trance for a few minutes before I snapped out of it. I remember seeing a loved one dying and thinking to myself, I could have prevented this. Why didn't I prevent it? Only to suddenly forget about those thoughts and only just recently. <laughs> but you're recalling them now. Thinking you about remember what happened them. that day. Oh dot, fucking dot. God. Am I a jumper? Question mark. <laughs> Oh my fuck! I remember God. that one time jump off when roof. I was seven. I had an intense headache where I screamed out of nothing, like if my mind was taken over. I was just fine before it happened, and about five minutes after it happened, I was just fine again. What does all this mean? Mental illness. Can it all be true? Mental illness. <laughs> Why are we allowed to remember? What happens if we try to warn others of what's to come if we choose to remember? I have so many questions. Can anyone in the know enlighten me? Question mark. I want to remember it all. I want to fix my mistakes. Dot dot. I want to prevent the gruesomeness. Please seek medical attention. Please. And ideally a psychologist. Ironically, therapist. Meds. Take them. Everywhere. Hey, Cox, I have a question for you. Please stop putting your nose <sighs> in the pop filter. Cox, I'm so excited for Cox, this. Yes. Are you a jumper? Remove your nose are from you, the pop I'm filter, gonna be. please. Are you going to jump off the I'm going to be a jumper. <laughs> Hayes is literally off. making out with the pop filter. Yes, he is. It sounds great. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I think that is a lovely conclusion. We should have stopped 30 minutes ago. We could have. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, if I had the foresight, if I was a jumper, I'd be able to foresee that and get the deja vu to stop. No, you just chose not to remember. Oh, uh, and I chose not to remember. Events. You yeah. chose not to March, remember future events. March 31st, They'll reset. 2032, there is a nuclear attack on Boston in the United States. I remember it. I have seen it. You do not want this. <laughs> how do we prevent it? All right, folks. How, how do we prevent it? That is going to be it for the Bonaventure podcast. You have to tell the listeners. You have to, how to, you have to remove Smith. Remove, remove John Smith. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. As always, have a good one. Thanks for listening. The team at QCP hopes that this little hook has hit its mark and we end up seeing you live on Twitch or becoming a dedicated listener. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, have a good one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.